I, we much prefer to teach you how to become the vibration of gratitude. Right. Right. It is when you become, when you embody the frequency of gratitude, you are a megaphone for the things that you are choosing to purposely, lovingly put your focus on. Right. Which means you up the voltage on receiving incredibly so. And then it slows down the, the uncomfortable stuff coming into your life, but it also makes it so hyper clear when you are residing in that frequency, that energy, and you're doing everything that we're talking about, you will all of a sudden, when something uncomfortable comes up, the awareness is like almost crystal clear. You're like, oh, oh my God, I have this belief because this is what I was taught when I was this age or that age, or this was the experience I went through, right? Yep. Beautifully transformative. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Talking Shift. This is where we take the woo-woo out of your awakening process. We're going to get real on what the ascension is. I'm Diamond No. I'm your host. I'm a generational psychic. I'm a starseed. I'm a master manifester. I'm an ascension advisor. I've been teaching the science behind your awakening process for over 20 years now. We teach it across this globe. We're gonna talk about healing. We're gonna talk about sex. We're gonna talk about money. We're gonna talk about relationships. We're gonna talk about the relationship with your body, your soul, your emotions, your inner child. And we're gonna do everything in our power to help you shift into your highest timeline. Welcome to another episode of Talking Shift. And today I'm with Sarah Rose. Hey, baby. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm loving the fact that this energy has shifted. It was a lot of heaviness there for a bit, but we're recording here on June 12th. And oh my God, it's moving into compassion. It's moving into heart expansion, which I think is really cool because we're going to be talking today about rewiring your thought patterns to remove those old unconscious things that you've thought about your partner or the, the, the previous conversations we've had about like hunting for crime in our partner. Right. Yeah. So super excited to like take this to another level. Right. And, uh, review sort of some of the stuff we've talked about. So let's jump in. Yeah. Um, well, like you said, like, let's review it. So the last two we talked about, I think the first one was actually about what we were taught about the masculine and the feminine growing up in our life and the conditioning around that, our perception, and then kind of what we received from that masculine feminine. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would say how it, how we perceive them now in our life based on that and how to look for what needs to be healed, what needs Mm -hmm. to be brought to the surface, not even like what needs to be brought to the surface, but what's already showing for us that we were not looking at. Yeah. Yeah. The universal law of correspondence is all about everything being a reflection of you. And so really pausing to be like, what is this showing me instead of you got to make change and we got to do this. And so instead of like trying to put pressure on what appears to be the now, yeah, really going into that subconscious and like, we're talking about rewiring that healing it transmuting it. So that way it's not being reflected to you moving forward. Right. Right. And then we moved into like the second episode was very much about that, how we're actually reflecting it into our life and 
it's, it's accusations and assumptions that this person is going to be this way because of what we experienced. And it's not just partner related, though. It could be like work related. Everything. Everything. Even mm-hmm. your kids. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I know yeah. everything. <laughs> <laughs> so when we, we know, so that's what we talked about. So knowing what we mean by like committing crimes and that could be like something that you witnessed from your mom or your dad or some masculine, um, masculine person within you workplace or something any right? authority even any like, authority yeah like example I I was conditioned at a young age to believe that I was unworthy so something was wrong with me or I was stupid and right. I was I was a fuck up is what I thought like I was just right from a young age a fuck up so even going through like school right I was like oh my teachers are gonna think I'm think I'm a fuck up like don't participate don't put yourself out there stay small right so I mean yeah. it reflects itself everywhere yeah absolutely yeah like for me, like males growing up, I had to stay small and kind of like on the low radar because for me, males would yell all the time or they would be explosive mm. with energy. They didn't know how to be calm and serene. So you had to tiptoe around that. Mm. So growing up in school, I didn't want male teachers. Like male teachers were the, the, the yeah. death of me, basically. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, we know better now, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Yeah. So when we focus on switching that mindset, which is what we want to talk about right now is when we think about switching it, we kind of, we have, there's like five ways to focus on that. Right. And we talk about um, the five steps to creation a mm-hmm. lot on the podcast and you even teach it the five steps of creation. Mm-hmm. So the five steps being your belief, and then you have the emotion, the frequency, your perception, and then the outcome. And this outcome is basically that crime where you're like 5% action. This is what I have to do in order to avoid this mm-hmm. or yeah, to avoid it or try to navigate it in my control to mm-hmm. create that outcome. Exactly what I was just going to yeah. point to we are so unaware of how much preventative damage control we are doing. Yes. It's such a subconscious um, pattern in staying safe or desiring to be seen or searching for worth externally that we are, we, we are not aware of how much energy or effort we are putting into everything we do to prevent that pain point being validated or Or, or, or hit or triggered. Right. And that's why I love this conversation because this is a really amazing time for us to slow down, to step back into where am I on guard? Where am I in trauma response? Where am I on guard? Where am I trying to prevent or unknowingly trying to control an outcome that would naturally beautifully unfold if I wasn't searching for it, if I wasn't in um, you know, like alarm of, oh, I got to prevent that in order to have this. Right. So I really want to break that down. So let's dissect some of the tools that go along with the five, five steps of creation, knowing that your true belief in your subconscious will always create your reality. Also knows your outcome. Right. So let's break down a couple of tools for our listeners today that they can take this week and put into motion on what am I really going through? Right. So the first one I think is actually an easy one, but can be a tough pill to swallow is the actual awareness of it. Mm -hmm. 
when we're listening to this, even like the two other episodes that you've listened before this, it's creating that awareness because it's putting it in your subconscious. So you're like, am I doing it? Can't what? And then you think about all the times that you have done it mm-hmm. and then you kind of dismiss it, but then it rears it. I want to say like ugly head, but not, but like it rears yeah. itself back at you. It's so like that it's there's like that feeling again. Exactly. But it'll heighten it. So the being aware and being open to the awareness heightens it so that it's in your face for the fact that you have, like, this is what you have to look at. Mm-hmm. You can't ignore it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And just like you said, it is a hard pill to swallow. Like yeah. I know when I've taught in the past, um, the fully awaken and ascend program. So I've taught it as a retreat is now recorded and teaching that and really helping because we would do group chats right at the end. And I'd be like, all right, where's the pattern? What's going on? Right. And so many people would be like, no, that's not what I'm doing. No, that's not what I'm doing. And I know you and I working one-on-one with divine alignment clients. Yes. We're like, well, what's <laughs> the feeling you've got going on there? Right. Um, but And my philosophy really truly is awareness begins the process of change. Yes. So until we really stop and become aware, the change isn't going to happen. And that's the hardest. It's, it's once you get into the rhythm of it, it's like, oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. But until you get there, it's like, oh, I'm doing that. I'm doing that. Right. Right. So how I like, sorry, like just interject there for the you know, when we talk about that five steps, that's actually an outcome. That's like 5% action. Like you don't have to, like, it's not going to get healed right away, but the awareness is that little step forward. Yeah. 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 And really diving into what am I feeling? So I like to go into where's their lack in my life. Okay. So I like to write a list of where's their lack. And then I can start to look at my life of like, where does this originate for me? Right. So what other tools do you have associated with that? Because I know you've got a whole list of things to go through today. Um, So with, hmm, I had, so what is happening versus what you believe is happening. Mm -hmm. So um, that list and then creating that basically within your journal or wherever you want to write it. Mm-hmm. Um, voice clip, whatever it is, but like being very much aware of what is happening right now, as opposed to how do I believe it's happening? Mm-hmm. And most of the, most of the time it's the belief that's fueling it where it hasn't even happened yet. You've already been, you're already like 20 steps already ahead. There. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 So let's give some examples of that. So uh, I'll pick on myself for a minute. Okay. Um, I'm really good at that because <laughs> I've got, I've been through this journey. So I like awareness is my number one driving force of me being aware, making sure that I'm not impacting or controlling outcomes, but I'm creating from a place of authenticity. Right. So in the past, I super shy, man. So I'll just continue on that drive of what we were talking about before, where I felt that I was being judged for being stupid and I have a pretty big personality and I'm a big goofball. And so that fear of being perceived as stupid was also my fear of being perceived as too much of the wrong thing. Right. So in my twenties, it was unknowingly me trying to navigate how do I be the right amount of the right thing. So conversation would start and I'd be like, Oh, I know this. Yeah. Jump in with something so you can show your wisdom, which I'm sure for a lot of people, I look like a freaking know-it-all. Like I'm hyper aware of that in my twenties. It was like, 
but I do know this thing and I just want to show it. And, but I was never aware of showing my vulnerability out of the fear of being seen as being stupid. Right. So my driving force was see my wisdom, not my actual belief of self, which created right. a reality where socially I didn't have very many friends. I was not, I was not, nobody was really a fan of me <laughs> through that awkwardness that I went through. Right. So I love, you know, when you're talking about journaling and looking at, I had to stop and be like, what's the actual reality? And what right. do I think the reality is? And the actual reality is I was scared shitless to make deep, meaningful connection. Right. Because I was afraid of not being perceived the way I want it to be perceived. And that is something to think about. We spend a lot of time trying to show the world who we want to be seen as, not who we really are. Right. Right. So that's side note. I can go off on a tangent on that for hours, but anyway. <laughs> So yeah, going back to that journaling piece that you're talking about and looking at what is the actual reality? Because previous to my awareness, the reality was um, nobody likes me. And so I would go into any situa situation being like, I'm not going to be liked here, right. which then put my triggers into over demonstrating or oversharing any wisdom that I did have. So therefore, again, not being truly authentic, therefore preventing myself from having real meaningful relationships and connections and friendships. And so that awareness of it allowed me to stop being showboaty because like, oh, I was fucking showboaty, man. Not, and I didn't know, like right. I had no idea. Like, I feel like terrible for the people who had to work with me when I was in my twenties. Like, sorry guys. <laughs> like I, I was a broken, terrified little girl. Right. So that's a, that's an example that I can share that might help people relate to yeah. okay, what's really going on versus what is my perception of what's going on. Right. And helping that. really hone in on that awareness. Um, so let's go into what would be a level deeper than that? What would be the next sort of stepping stone from that? So you mean, I know, like I know we were talking, you were like talking about like breaking it down, like writing down um, you know, what we're actually experiencing from the other person. Right. Like when you and I were pre-talking about like, what do we want to talk about today? And you were like, oh yeah, you got to go to your journal and you got to be like, what's happening versus what's really, really going on within me. And then what am I truly experiencing from the people in my life? Well, exactly. So when we focus on what are we truly experiencing we're recognizing how our reality actually doesn't match that belief system because your reality, you could have so much support coming at you. You just, you have no idea how to receive because you mm -hmm. don't receive yourself. Right. So mm -hmm. it's shining a light on the things that are truly happening or you're truly receiving, or you're truly supporting in. Mm -hmm. And it's switching that mindset slowly but it's teaching yourself that it's safe to receive from that other person. It's mm -hmm. safe to see what your reality actually is in front of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that so much. And it's so important. I think that every single one of us to some degree, forget that piece, right? You know, we get caught up in the, we're human. We get caught up in the striving, the trying. Yeah. yeah. And the making it happen instead of seeing what's really being offered. We are all human. We are all a little bit broken. All of us. Yeah. Every single one of us have a little bit of broken going on in there. 
like we're never going to be perfect. And so, you know, as we're navigating these steps that we're going through right now and really pausing and being like, what am I actually truly receiving? Not what, what, not, not the question of I'm not getting what I want. I'm not getting enough of what I want. We want to stop that question process. And then we want to move into the awareness of, but what am I actually getting through their lens? What am I getting? So let me take my lens off for a second and see like, what are they really offering me? Right. Right. Yeah. I'll give an example for myself um, with my partner. Actually, I very much growing up, it was like almost like a carrot dangling. So like Mm -hmm. something would be offered, but it was always taken away or it didn't last long. It would always leave. Right. Um, so for me, it was like, I was receiving, he would do something for me, even something small or a little couple of things. And I would be like, oh, well, that's not going to last, or mm-hmm. it's not going to stay. Um, or something will be found better than who I am, because that's how it was reflected within my core belief system, which is, um, you know, a lot of the reasons that we have divine alignment is because our clients come to us about this. It's that lack of validation or feeling heard or mm-hmm. seen. Right. Um, so for me, it was almost like there was always something better when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I was an option as opposed to, mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. a requirement in somebody's life. So using my journal, I go through like, what am I being strong? What am I receiving from him? you know, and it's, it's, it's amazing to see that the list is actually a lot longer than what you think it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As long as you don't do it when you're angry. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, just. <laughs> yeah. I fully resonate with everything you're saying. Like I, I, that's one thing that's beautiful about our friendship is like, we have so much relatability in what we've gone yeah. through as children and young women into our maturity. Right. And, you know, it's, it's so fascinating to take that time and move into, okay, what's going on within me? Like guys, it is a game changer. Your whole reality will change when you discover what's been limiting you. Right. Like, you know, you and I have made full-time careers out of supporting people and discovering that process and watching men and women, both watching them in front of our eyes, fall in love with each other. And the reality become completely different. Like it's so worth it. And it's not easy to that hardest pill to swallow is like, Oh, fuck me. I'm doing it right. This is a reflection of my belief structure of my hidden subconscious belief. And navigating this journey isn't always easy, right? You don't have to do it alone. I had to do mine alone. And I think that is part of my journey is I had to do it alone to understand what not to do. So now I can short, shorten the curve for everybody that I work with. And now I get to teach mentors like you, you've gone through the whole program of becoming a mentor and watching people shorten that curve and really make momentum and creating change in their life. Right. reframing, not just your belief structure, not just the truth of what you're receiving, but reframing the ability to not look and focus on the things you don't want to see. Right. And instead shift it into high vibrational energy. And I know we've got a few tools in our pocket for that. So, you know, my mantra being, thank you. I love you. Right. Which is actually part of a tool I said we need to talk about because 
we have to amp up that energy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And not even just like, thank you, I love you in your head, but out loud, say it to the person. Like mm -hmm. you're showing them this is like, yes, thank you. This is what I desire. This is what I require from us. Mm -hmm, this is what mm -hmm. makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just magnifying yes. the high vibration. And then when you throw that, thank you, I love you in there, which is gratitude, right? Like that's yeah. one of our, that's one of the things like I will never, ever, 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 ever tell someone to sit down and write a gratitude list. Never. Like, I don't want you to do it like that. I, we much prefer to teach you how to become the vibration of gratitude. Right. Right. It is when you become, when you embody the frequency of gratitude, you are a megaphone for the things that you are choosing to purposely, lovingly put your focus on. Right. Which means you up the voltage on receiving incredibly so. Yeah. And then it slows down the, the uncomfortable stuff coming into your life, but it also makes it so hyper clear when you are residing in that frequency, that energy, and you're doing everything that we're talking about, you will all of a sudden, when something uncomfortable comes up, the awareness is like almost crystal clear. You're like, oh, oh my God, I have this belief because this is what I was taught when I was this age or that age, or this was the experience I went through. Right. Yep. Beautifully transformative. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We're just looking at our notes here about the things okay. that we really wanted to bring to the table today. So let's go into what are, what are other tools that people can start to use to shift their own internal dialogue? Um, one of the big ones I know is a game changer for like us and even our clientele, like across the board is near work. Mm -hmm. personally, hundred percent. Um, and like we talked about, so when we're looking at ourselves in the mirror, we want to start looking at which eye are we focusing on? So mm -hmm. our, I always get my right, right and left, left, left. <laughs> left is, this is how I remember. Cause my brain, right. Left is the hand that the ring goes on. So that's okay, love. Right. That's feminine. That's feminine. And right. I'm right-handed. So that's yes. my masculine. That's my do. That's my action hand. Right. Okay. There you go. So which one are you focused on more when you're having those conversations? Um, that's most likely something to do with your core belief system with that side of energy that you have to work on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's uncomfortable. Oh yeah, absolutely. The first like three times you're like, nope, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to do it. <laughs> um, and start with small doses. So yes. Mirror work can be very intense. There's a lot to mirror work than simply just engaging with yourself and actually seeing your right. own truth. There's yeah. actually some quantum entanglement that happens, but that's a different conversation. Um, and that's all taught again in the Fully Awakened and Ascend program where we go into quantum physics and how to use that for yourself. Yeah. But the onset of it is going to let you touch into your vulnerability. So the first thing you're going to be feeling, so I want you to really think right now, like, when I start working with clients and I know you and I've had this conversation a lot about the crew that we work with, we're like, do, can you look in your own eyes? Right. And so often they're like, I've never even thought to do that. And I'm like, but it's you like, yeah. let's do it. Let's do it. Um, but so I can remember time. I can remember a time where I didn't do that. Like it was like blank stare, right? You had 20 million other things going on in your head and you weren't really actually focused on yep. who yeah. was in the mirror. 
Yeah. Yeah. It took me a long time too. I remember when I started doing like healing in and around the parental figures in my life. Yeah. I went through a lot of rage and anger doing this type of mirror work. Um, but once you're through it, you're through it. Yeah. Right. And one of my early, early mantras for myself, I don't know if I've ever shared this with a client, but for me, I was like, okay, I've carried this pain for 20 years. It is going to be uncomfortable to go through, but it's going to be far less uncomfortable than carrying it for another 20 years. Right. Right. So start mirror work with just a quick gaze in your own eyes, just like a, Hey, I see you. I'm here. If it's really overwhelming for you. Right. Every time you wash your hands in the bathroom, gaze in your own eyes and be like, I see you. I love you. And start to build that momentum. And then when we get deep into the awarenesses that we've been talking about, and you're seeing them come through in your journal and you're understanding like, oh, this is a me thing. Then you can go to the mirror and just talk about it. Yeah. You can talk about it. You can go deep into your left eye and talk to mom and let her go. You can go deep into your right eye and talk to dad or any past lovers, like whatever works for you. And it's, it's a journey. It's nothing that has to be rushed or forced. It's all about that gentle, beautiful, slow awareness. And that's what brings incredible, phenomenal transition shift. (laughs) Since we're talking shift, it brings shift. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Also helps because I know that like we've been through it. Our clientele have been through it, but like it can be hard to talk to people sometimes using that vulnerability piece. Right. So how can we be vulnerable with somebody else if we can't be vulnerable with ourselves? So mirror work helps you become vulnerable with yourself because you're, Mm -hmm. you're staring at yourself and you're listening to yourself and you're seeing the reactions of yourself actually. Yeah. 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 It's fascinating. And it's just to like normalize a couple of things for our listeners today. It is completely normal to have built up resentment. Yes. It is completely normal to feel anger when you go through this journey. We teach exactly what to do with anger so that you can actually hyperspeed your healing. It's powerful, but there's so much beauty in just trusting yourself and feeling what you feel that's been in there for however long up until now it's been there. So giving it a voice and giving it an outlet and giving it awareness, I will always go into what did the little boy or girl or they, what did your, what did your inner child, what did they require from someone? And you get to be that piece for them when you're doing mirror work. That's just one thread of inner child healing. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just brings drastic transition. It's beautiful. It's so worth it guys. It's so worth it. Mm-hmm. And if you get stuck, I mean, that's what we're here for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what we do. Um, yeah. It's an incredible journey. I see a lot of our clients and I know you do too. Like I, I don't, it's such an honor being in this seat and learning someone's full authentic self and watching them learn their full authentic self and drop those pain points in front of me, right? And like you, it's incredible journey. Like it's such an honor to be of service and such an incredible ride to celebrate and to be celebrated. Yeah. And I think that's what 
you know, I, if man in my rebirth, I'm literally being reborn into one of our mentors. If I ever have to come back to earth again, <laughs> like one of you guys get to be my mama. <laughs> like, I don't want to like, what an opportunity to yes. start it off. Right. But what I can say is it's never too late. You know, we work with clients all over the world. My own journey is evidence of that. I was a very, very broken little girl. I have been very transparent in our, in a lot of the things that we share, right. Of I, like I had no worth, zero worth, body dysmorphia, anxiety out the ass, like depressive thoughts, suicide, attempted to unlive myself twice in this world. And I know the pain, I know it all. And I know you have had a lot of challenges in your life as well. Yep. And we watch people transition from the broken little girl that I used to be into flourishing, high vibrational, co-creators with universal flow, really attaining the life that they truly desire to experience. Yeah. So never give up on yourself ever for anybody who's finding this podcast. It's never too late. It is worth it. 100% everything that you invest into yourself, energetically healing and financially will always come back to you 20 fold. That's like a friggin' promise, right? It's how it works. So never stop believing in yourself. Everybody who's heard this, please go to the mirror, find your mantra, find your statement, find, and I love you, find a thank you, look for the things you want to see honor yourself, celebrate yourself and let the magic begin to happen really, truly for you. Love that. Mm-hmm. Especially in these times, like, yeah, you know, we all need it. We all need it. So be it for them. The little, the little being that used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you for spending time with me today. And yeah. as always guys, you can find all of our socials at diamondno.com. We love your love letters. We love your questions. So keep throwing them at us and we'll keep being of service. Until we talk again, be brave, bold, raw, and we'll catch you next time.